Hello, hello. This is the Aesthetic Vibes podcast and I am your host, Amy. This podcast is based around relevant and completely irrelevant topics. Sometimes the deep and meaningful and other times pretty meaningless topics. There are way too many negative vibes in the universe. So let's hang out together and spread aesthetic vibes. episode. Today we're going to be talking about the small shit and why we need to stop worrying about stuff that truly doesn't matter. I have a lot of thoughts on this topic. <laughs> I actually have quite an extensive list of shit that just doesn't just doesn't get on my radar so I'm looking forward to sharing this. Okay let's go. Why do we worry about the stupidest shit? I remember stressing about every small thing when I worked in a job uh, a few years back now. I worried about the tone that I was using, my language choice, the expression on my face, and so on. It was almost ingrained in us that all of these aspects would be considered when your performance was being evaluated each year. I say that now. <laughs> That is insane. <laughs> it sounds freaking insane. <laughs> it's bonkers. Why does any of this stuff matter? Why should it matter? Isn't this stupid shit? If your behavior and attitude is right, and maybe you just don't know how to regulate your uh, expressions on your face, for example, or maybe you're, you struggle a little bit with tone, does that actually matter? Because if your behavior and your attitude is right and you're delivering and you're achieving, you should be kind of left to do your job, right? That's how my brain <laughs> works. But overarchingly, this makes no logical sense. When I think about the small stuff, I think about an array of things that I have deemed insignificant in my life. I might have a more extreme list than the usual person, but there are things in my mind that simply do not matter. The things that matter to me are someone's well-being or mindset, uh, the value that I've placed on the relationship or friendship, so for me, the list of small things that don't matter is quite large when I really value the individual I am in that relationship with. Okay, so th this is all great, but let me actually share some stuff, right? Let me share some examples so you have a better view of where I'm coming from with this thinking. I'm going to just start out with some just random items and things, right? And then I will kind of break into a secondary topic in a little bit um, that's more so uh, about maybe people that you might not know as well. Um, so, okay, let's, let's go. So one of the things that does not matter to me, <laughs> let's start out making the bed. I don't care. If it doesn't get done, so be it. It doesn't get done. If it's unmade, is it hurting someone? Is someone physically, mentally, or emotionally impacted by the fact that a bed is not made? I had to make my bed every day as a child, um, and I get 
you as a child are living in your parents' houses and they have rules. I get that's completely fine. Uh, you know, I might not agree with it, but, <laughs> but I get it. However, in my house, it doesn't work like that. Um, if it gets made fantastic, if not, whatever, um, it'll get done at some point during the day or as you climb into it. But we usually watch TV at the end of the day in the bed. So we will, if it's not made, make it, throw the covers up um, and then usually we lay, lay under like a little throw rug or something. So it does get done at some point. But if it's not done at the beginning of the day and it's not completely pristine and perfect, I don't give a shit. It's small, it's insignificant, I don't care. This is going to be rather controversial with some females, potentially. Sorry, guys out there. Uh, relaxing versus house duties or chores. I know a lot of people in relationships really struggle with getting their partners to pitch in, tidy, clean, um, and not spending the entire day like relaxing and doing nothing. However, if my husband wants to spend the day playing games, watching movies or TV shows, I'm fine with that. There will be time to do the cleaning later. I am fine if I walk in and there are still breakfast dishes sitting, you know, in the sink that need to be packed into the dishwasher. I don't care. I actually don't care because for me, rest and recuperation time is necessary for good mental health. He does a very stressful job. So I would much prefer that, you know, <laughs> it's left, whatever it is in the house, and that he's taken that time to feel better, both physically and mentally. The, the point, I suppose, of differentiation here is if he was to do this repeatedly seven days a week for months and months on end, you know, it might be a conversation around, hey, you know, I need you to pitch in with X, Y, Z, but it's never nagging. It's never derogatory. It's never argumentative. It's simply, hey, can you give me a hand with whatever it might be? For the most part, I don't care. If it was every day, all day consistently, I'd probably be feeling a little bit, you know, <laughs> agitated to a certain degree. But ideally, it, it really doesn't bother me. I, I don't nag um, because it's not a good way to get an outcome. It's not a good way to have your relationship with one person just constantly nagging about stuff. It, that doesn't motivate someone to get off their ass and actually do stuff around the house. So constantly banging on about it is going to demotivate whoever it is the, com the comments and conversation is aimed at. The best motivator, in my opinion, is... Hey, uh, I'm just going to run the vacuum over the floors. Would you mind emptying the dishwasher or whatever it might be? You know, it's faster if we kind of both just pitch in. Problem solved. No one in their right mind is going to turn around and go, no, do it yourself. No one in their right mind. If someone was to turn around and say, no, do it yourself, I'd be going, hang on a sec. That's inappropriate. Don't speak to me like that. But ultimately, no one's going to turn around and go, no. <laughs> You're going to go, okay, no problems. I'll pause the game. I'll pause the movie. I'll pause the show. Up I get, okay, cool. Let's get this sorted. Problem solved. Nagging, not necessary. Completely demotivating. People seem to have an issue with watching TV while eating dinner or something similar. I don't have an issue with this. So generally when you eat, you have your mouth full of food. Uh, so it's going to be quite hard to talk with a mouth full of food. And I understand for some people... They simply just don't want to chat. They just want to eat um, and then kind of go and do something more relaxing. So if you are more comfortable eating and not speaking while doing so, I'm totally fine with that. We don't have to sit around a table and converse about the day's events. I'm totally fine with that if you're more comfortable putting on something meaningless and then having your food. Another one for me is money. As long as 
I can live comfortably and freely. I'm not overly concerned about money. So my husband and I share finances because for us, that's the best way. I get this doesn't work for all couples, but for us, it does. Our general rule is that you are free to spend whatever as long as the bills and mortgage are met. And they always are because we have a budget and we have funds that move into different accounts um, each time pay goes through. The rule, the exception to the rule is if you're going to make a larger than normal purchase, then just let the other person know from a courtesy perspective, just so you know what's going on with the account. Um, Sean will always ask, oh, hey, um, you know, for example, I need to renew my my golf membership or buy a new club or whatever it is. Is that okay? <laughs> and I will always respond with, you don't need my approval. Um, the money is mine as much as it is yours. You don't need me to say, yes, that's okay. Just do it. Um, but just give me a heads up and say, hey, look, there's, you know, I don't know, five grand leaving for a golf membership or whatever it might be. And I'll be like, okay, cool. Noted. I'll dial back on my spending over the next fortnight or whatever it might be. Another one is controlling your partner's actions or words. And this is one for me that shits me. I won't use the phrase don't do or don't say that unless it is offensive and inappropriate. And to be fair, if you are in a relationship with someone and them using offensive or inappropriate comments, then, hey, you know, I, I'd be kind of questioning whether that's the right person to be in a relationship with. So there's a bigger problem there, right? But ideally, I don't use phrases like don't do, don't say. It just, it's not the right way to get the message across, in my opinion. <laughs> Let me give you an example. We were at the grocery store the other day and we were checking out via... Um, the conveyor belt checkout that you can do yourself. So uh, I'm not sure if this is the same in other countries, but basically in Australia, you can check yourself out um, with large shopping purchases. So think of like those little kiosks where you put your shit on one side, it weighs it, and then you check it out and you sit it on the other side and it weighs it. And it goes, okay, cool, you're leaving with 10 items. Um, Those 10 are here, all good, pay, get out. Okay, so... At our supermarket, they have conveyor belts where you do your own checkout. So there's no person standing behind the till. It's you. (laughs) You're actually standing there. We were, we kind of rolled up with our shopping cart. Anyway, Sean was throwing the groceries from a distance onto the conveyor belt, almost like he was playing basketball with the food items. Mind you, for context... He wasn't throwing anything that could be broken or damaged. It was just some cans, um, like canned food. Uh, I drink these cold brew coffees that come in a can. So it was stuff like that. Nothing that could be breakable. And uh, (laughs) he was making a lot of noise. And I was literally standing there like on my phone just waiting for him to finish because I was going to do the checking out. Anyway, this guy in front of us who was there with his partner and his kid and he looked over and said... Uh, he firstly he looked over he didn't say anything and I said oh I said oh don't worry about him um he's in his own little world today and um Sean just kept going anyway I laughed and the guy was like oh I wish I could do that it looks so fun but I wouldn't be allowed to do it my wife wouldn't let me do that and then she was standing next to him and she's like yeah that's right and nodded her head in agreement (laughs) so they left and I was like Sean (laughs) What does he mean by he wouldn't be allowed? No one's being hurt. Nothing was being destroyed or damaged. Who cares? 
how you put your groceries on that little conveyor belt thing. Like, does it actually matter? Like, Sean was having a great time. He was laughing and he was, like, pegging stuff. And I was like, oh, God, just standing there. Like, I I physically don't care. (laughs) Why would you not be allowed? Like, for me, that's just crazy. That's something small. Who gives a shit? As long as the shit gets checked out (laughs) and you pay for it, I don't care. (laughs) Do whatever you want. It's not embarrassing. It's not like no one was looking, no one was saying or doing anything. Like he's just throwing stuff. Like let him go. He's not hurting anyone, right? Something else that shits me is instantly responding to texts or people having the expectation that you need to respond instantaneously. If I've sent a message and don't get an immediate response, I'm okay with that, right? This signals to me that the other person is busy and they will respond as soon as they get the chance. So I was friends with someone who had this major issue with texting and needing to be immediately responded to, which is absolutely ridiculous because we all have lives and get busy. She would pass it off as, oh, this is my love language. I need confirmation and I need reaffirmation. That is not correct. You're a fucking nightmare and you're a pain in the ass. And that is stupid. Demanding immediate responses is impractical and very entitled. It's almost like my world is more important than yours and whatever it is that you're doing. I therefore demand you respond to me at all times. Get a fucking grip. Seriously, there are more important things to worry about than being texted back immediately. You freaking idiot. Shit like that pisses me off royally absolutely pisses me off royally the other contributing factor for me comes down to the value I have placed on that person if I really care about the other person I am not going to whinge and whine about things that simply don't matter if a fight with someone is more important than the relationship you have with them you've got an issue right so for me in my marriage we don't we don't worry about the small shit That's because we value the person so much more than (laughs) unpacking a dishwasher, putting a plate into the, like whatever it is, right? We used to have like cleaners that popped in fortnightly and did this, but I've stopped working a day-to-day job. So I've actually started doing little things here and there. But at the end of the day, is it necessary for me to lose my shit over stuff that truly doesn't matter? It's not. That negatively impacts your relationship. And I think about the comment a lot of people make, and that is, you know, marriage is really hard. I don't agree with that. With the right person, marriage isn't hard. And next week's topic, I'm going to unpack romantic relationships and my thoughts. But it shouldn't be hard. And you shouldn't be worrying about dumb shit that simply doesn't matter. I.e., was the bed made this morning? Like, who fucking cares? If you don't have anyone over and it's just you guys and you're just going to work and coming home, does it actually matter? Does it truly matter? I debate it does not. So I do wonder why this stuff matters to people. Let's talk about some more examples of stuff that just simply don't matter to me. First, someone else's opinion. I did an entire episode on this thought process, but ideally you can't change the way someone in their mind views you. You can't influence how someone views you. And if they're viewing you in a negative light, then I question, do they really know you at all? And if they don't know you, why do we care? That is, unless what they're thinking is true and you're a shitty person. (laughs) That's fine. You deserve it. (laughs) I'm kidding. 
But if you can't change how they perceive you, why do you care? And why would you be friends with someone who sees you in a negative light? Doesn't make sense. At the end of the day, how someone else perceives you is not your problem. That's a them problem. As long as you see yourself as your true self and you're happy and you're positive and you're living your best life and you're challenging yourself to be a better version of you every day, then who gives a shit what someone thinks? I freaking don't. Hate on me. I don't care. <laughs> I had someone ask me, oh, how do you deal with uh, negative comments on social media? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't care. I really don't care. I do not give a shit. Have your comments, do whatever. I would delete it and then probably block you because I'm just not interested. Positivity only. <laughs> That's my way forward. That's my motto for life. Positivity only. Something else that just is small, it's shit, and simply doesn't matter to me. Politics and religion. I don't care, right? I really don't care. Most of the time, we are not going to see eye to eye on this. So who cares what you think or believe? If we disagree, that's totally fine. We can have different views. There is no right or wrong. One thing I can't stand are conversations where people think they're engaging in this intellectual discussion or debate and they're talking about dumb views on shit like religion and politics. I just don't care enough. It's not an intellectual conversation if you're just arguing over stupid points. Like it's just you can have your view. I'm going to have mine. Whatever you say is not going to change my view. Let's talk about something a little bit more interesting than religion and politics. This comes down to do you choose the relationship and being kind over choosing to exert your perspective and in your mind be right? We are going to have different views and there is no right or wrong opinion. Think about Donald Trump. Like the the, the opinions are vast what about vaccinations? I am fully vaccinated. I do not understand why you wouldn't be vaccinated, but I'm not going to enter into a debate with you if you're a non-vaxxer. I don't care. You can have your view. I'll have mine. I'm vaccinated. I had COVID. The vaccination definitely helped because I was only sick for a couple of days and then I bounced back. That's my opinion. I'm entitled to that. We are likely never going to agree on everything. I am totally fine with that. I will be able to live my life happily and you should do the same. So opinions on stupid shit like religion and politics shouldn't matter. On the same topic, I like to choose my battles wisely. I am not going to waste considerable time arguing over a million different things. I will pick what I care about and I will fight for what I believe in. And I use this mindset in the workplace a lot. So picking the things that actually truly mattered going into battle over those versus the things that don't. You will not be able to have everything your way. And a mature view is exactly that. Demanding everything be your way or everything be um, a specific way that suits you is extremely detached. And it's an immature view of yourself in the world. So it, it's like going into um, a senior leadership meeting and you're fighting for funding for two different projects you're not going to fight for both there's going to be one that you're going to put ahead 
and you're going to fight for whatever that funding is. You're going to ask for more. You're going to get given less. Pick your battles. <laughs> it's like when you're managing poor performers, there are so many different things potentially that they're doing wrong. You've got a hundred things. You're looking at it going, shit, I can't pick them up for all of this. Right, I'm going to look at the 80%. I'm going to pick up the most important stuff. I have to let some of that other stuff slide. I can't pick everything and battle for everything. It's just not appropriate or rational. Another thing that annoys me and I believe is small useless shit is how other people live their lives. Who cares? As long as they aren't impacting me and my life, then I don't care how people choose to live their lives. Like I really don't. And this one shits me a lot. And it's the basis of a lot of online feuds or arguments. And and this is um, really, really frustrating because pe how people choose to live or function in their day-to-day -day is their business. So funnily, I saw a TikTok of a mother and she decided to put down a plastic cloth outside. So think like one of those cheap tablecloth things with like the checkers, like the blue checks on them, like the, you know what I'm talking about, the squares. Anyway, she put that on the ground outside <laughs> and then she sat her kids around it and she walked out and she had these big pots of spaghetti bolognese and meatballs. <laughs> And she upended the pots with the pasta all over this piece of plastic. And um, she was like, oh, tonight's a fun night. We're eating with our hands. And the kids were out there and like some of them looked really, really shocked and appalled because they were having to eat spaghetti and meatballs with their hands. Like, how do you even eat spaghetti with your hands? <laughs> Firstly, is that the best choice of, of food to do this with? I don't know. Anyway, she was like, oh, I want to make memories or some shit as her like caption. It was kind of funny because people went crazy in the comments and they started talking about what a poor parent she is and how bad her parenting is. I, yeah, but I mean, look, if I had to have an opinion, it's grubby as shit, right? <laughs> like they're sitting in dirt and grass and it was literally dirt. The backyard was terrible. And like they were, they were scooping up the food and like shoving it in their mouths. One of her children actually asked, uh, hey, mom, is this punishment? What did we do wrong? <laughs> I was like, oh, dang. <laughs> but I mean, who cares? Who seriously cares? They can eat however the hell they want in their own house or out in their garden <laughs> with all the grubs and shit. Look, I sure as hell won't be doing that in my house, but. Who gives a shit if that's what she decides to do? I personally, I'm not going to have to deal with the mess on the ground and all over her kids. That's not my problem. I'm not going to have to bath them. So whatever. So be it. Some of the others that really shit me are when people have an opinion over what other people are wearing and they might say things like, oh, you can't wear that at your weight or that looks terrible. You shouldn't be wearing that. People can do and wear whatever the hell they want. There is no set weight for things. If someone is a bit heavier, they want to wear a crop top and, you know, short shorts, let them be. Let them be. They're not hurting you. Let's not body shame. If you are confident, wear it. Do it. It does not impact me or my life. So I will never, ever look at someone and go, ew, she shouldn't be wearing that or he shouldn't be wearing that. At the end of the day, good on you. 
wear what makes you feel comfortable go for gold on this point there are a lot of videos on tiktok i don't know if you guys have noticed a bit of a theme here maybe i spend too much time on tiktok (laughs) highly likely there are a lot of videos that start with don't do this or stop doing this and it might be something like a hairstyle or the way that you're wearing a shirt whatever it might be and then it'll say do this um I hate those videos so much. And if someone starts a video or a TikTok telling me what I can and should do, I'm going to scroll straight past it. People can do whatever the hell they want. If they want to do their hair, however they want, let them be. It is not your place to say, stop doing this or don't do this. Let's stop telling people what they should or shouldn't do or say. Leave them alone. Okay, so the next one thoroughly pisses me off. Driving like an idiot. (laughs) In Sydney, as I'm sure with most places in the world, there are a lot of idiots on the road. I can't stand people who hold others out. But let me clarify. If someone needs to come over into my lane, say their lane is ending, or maybe they just need to quickly switch, I'm cool with that. I will let you in, go on my merry way, all good. If, however, you are cutting a line or queue, that is probably going to tick me off because we've all waited and now you're trying to pull in over the top and step ahead of me in the queue. But at the end of the day, there's not much you can do about it. (laughs) You can either let them in or hold them out. And I don't agree with holding people out. And then you can just get on with your day, right? I don't like people who zip in and out of lanes like perpetual morons. They're like the, oh, this lane's going faster. And they change over. Oh, no, the other one is now. And they switch, switch, switch. I can't stand that. However, at the end of the day, I don't care. (laughs) I'm going to let them in. I'm going to drive off without a second thought. They're going to impact my day by 30 seconds, a minute maximum. Off we go. Who cares? We need to also slow down on the roads and be a little bit more cautious with how we're driving rather than what other people are doing or not doing on the roads. We need to just be concerned with ourselves. We need to keep away from these drivers and stay safe. I always say to Sean, you know, after someone's been an idiot, maybe they've, you know, gunned it and held us out or whatever it might be. And he will like pull up really, really fast behind them. And I will say to him, no, 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 no. Get the fuck away from them. Back off. Let's let's not do this. We need to be safe. It's not about proving a point. So driving like a moron, <laughs> frustrating, yes, but does it matter? No. You much prefer to be safe than what you would be if you were battling someone on a road and you potentially had a car accident. What's more important? Another one that really gets to me is constructive criticism. This shits me to no end. Yes, I agree in giving and receiving feedback. And I also believe there is a time and place for feedback. However, people should be respected and offered the same respect by giving them this feedback personally and privately if the feedback might hurt their feelings. I also believe that it isn't always necessary to give feedback. Sometimes it simply isn't your place to offer it. Notice how I'm using the word feedback as opposed to constructive criticism. This is because I cannot stand the term constructive criticism. It shits me. We should be framing things as feedback Because constructive criticism brings this air of negativity to it. 
constructive feedback is far more fitting in my opinion. And remember I spoke in a podcast previously about some of the feedback that I had been given which I deemed useless and really was just an excuse to drag me down. I decided for the most part that a lot of the feedback I was being offered was completely useless. So as a result, I decided to do nothing with it. As someone receiving feedback, you don't have to take it all on board. Disregard as you see fit. Also, try not to take the feedback so personally. You should be able to shrug some of it off, um, particularly if you feel like, you know, that feedback is useless whatever. If you are giving the feedback, stop. Consider a few things. First, is it your place to offer it? Is it truly your place? Do you know this person? Is whatever you are offering going to improve the situation or make it worse? Could you hurt this person's feelings? Why do you feel compelled to involve yourself? What's your honest answer to that? What are your underlying motives? Is it to make someone potentially feel bad about themselves? Is it genuine? Is it something that might benefit them? What's the answer to that question? If after you've considered all of this, you still believe it's your place to give the feedback, I urge you to think twice on the wording and approach that you take. Remembering the things you say can have lasting effects on someone and their mental health. For me, I don't usually offer it. (laughs) I don't offer feedback unless it is asked for or it's part of my job. For example, I am managing someone and I need to provide them with feedback on their performance or maybe uh, something's not working well with the relationship between me and my line manager. I might give that person feedback on how we can improve the relationship and be more productive. 99% of the time, it is simply not my place to offer feedback. I will keep it to myself. Remember the old saying, if you don't have anything nice to say, then simply don't say it. It's that easy. Another thing that I just don't have time for is gossip. I used to gossip a lot when I was younger and um, I would talk about people and I thought this was okay because everybody did it. So I thought this was normal, this was fine, this was okay. As I've gotten older, I've realized this isn't okay. Gossiping is hurtful and we shouldn't engage in it. We need to stop and think twice before we engage in idle gossip. Would you say this to the person's face or should you just not be saying it? Another thing that annoys me is status. Why do people feel so motivated to chase status or are concerned with the status of their partner or friends? Someone else's status is not a reflection on who you are. People chase status for some of the stupidest reasons. Let's focus on the things that truly matter and the value of who we are and the people are in our lives and in society. Status is pointless. I've had friends in the past who would only date people if they are a certain, if they had a certain job or earned a certain amount of money. This is nuts. This shouldn't be a defining factor. You are ruling people out who are probably really good people because they don't meet a status requirement. This is small, this is shit, and we shouldn't be focused on it. No, no, no. Another one is making everybody happy. This one's really simple for me. You won't be able to, so don't try. The only person you should be making happy is yourself and the people in your life who you value, i.e. your partner, your close friends, family, whatever it is that you add value to or you see as valuable. The rest 
don't matter. This isn't to say <laughs> burn bridges or be uncaring towards people. This is just about stopping and realizing that if you are someone who is trying to make everybody happy, this is not going to work. Longevity of this approach is not viable. So think, stop and think before you are running off and trying to be everything to everybody. Comparison is another one. I don't compare myself to other people. This is because I am me and I have my own pathway. You are you, you have your own pathway. This is, so if you were to compare me to someone else, this is apples to bananas. This is not a fair comparison or one that makes any sense. How do you compare the two? You might have a preference, but how do you actually compare two things that are vastly different? Stop comparing yourself to others and focus on being the best version of who you are each day, noting the rest doesn't matter. Do not compare yourself. Move on. You are who you are. No, no one will ever be you, which is one that's kind of played around my head an awful lot. I've had people around me who have had a tendency to kind of take on parts of my personality and it used to kind of shit me <laughs> an awful lot. Um, and then someone said to me, oh, you know that uh, these people are copying you because they want to be similar to you. And, you know, it's quite flattering, but it also becomes really frustrating when they're doing every small thing that you would do, <laughs> like even tiny, minute things. So, you know, you kind of have to remind yourself, hang on a sec, we're different people. You, you can try, you can try to be as, as similar as you want, but at the end of the day, we are very, very different people. Something else that just simply is small and shit and we shouldn't be worrying about is celebrity gossip. I could not tell you anything about celebrities. I don't care. I don't care what they do with their lives. I, I just don't care. Um, I don't care what person they're in a relationship with. I just don't care. It isn't my life. It doesn't impact my life. They can just live theirs because I just don't care. I'm not going to judge or comment because it's just not my place. I don't even know why it's something we're interested in. Like, I, I fully don't get it. Celebrity <laughs> gossip. It. I, I can't rationalize why we give a shit. <laughs> Another one I don't care about is getting involved in drama that isn't your own. <laughs> why? Like, just someone else's drama is simply that. I look at this as, that's not an Amy problem. I won't get involved in people's lives because I just don't care enough. Like, I really don't. And a lot of the times, it's not my place to weigh in unless I'm asked. So, yeah, um, keep your drama to yourself. You can come event to me, but I'm not going to get involved. <laughs> okay, so I have so many more things that I just don't care about and I don't sweat either because uh, for me, these are small things that we shouldn't be worrying about. If we spent more time worrying about ourselves rather than others, we would be the most amazing people who are self-aware and focused and we would have truly the most amazing society and community. I encourage you to really look at the things you care about and determine if it's necessary because I promise you, once you decide to not care about things, your life and outlook becomes so much easier. You'll have a lot less anger, um, a lot less disappointment, sadness, jealousy and so forth. So really evaluate the impact and whatever it is um, and whether it's having um, an impact on your life and your ability to function. I think not caring or not sweating the small shit, there are ways 
to uh, bring this thinking into your life. So some of the things I like to do is being aware of this thought process, knowing that it is dumb shit and identifying what the dumb shit is, is step one. So it's about building that list. (laughs) For me, making the beds top of the list. (laughs) I don't care. So being aware that this is dumb and whether it's made or not is stupid. Another thing is distractions. So a good way to stop thinking about stupid shit is to pack your time with things that do matter and then keep that shit that doesn't matter out of your mind and focus on things that do matter. It's about also putting things into perspective. So a lot of the times for me, I will stop and I will say to myself, does this actually matter? Will I care about this a year from now or even a month from now? If the bed's not made today, am I going to give a shit about this a a month from now? No. (laughs) Five years from now? Wow, I've got problems. If I'm thinking about whether a bed was made five years from now, I've got deeper, deeper issues. And I think it's really at the bottom of all of it, does it truly matter? If you're on your deathbed, would you be worrying about whether the dishes were done that morning? Or if you made your bed before you became sick and you're about to nearly drop dead and you're in hospital. I highly doubt it. So spend that time working on you and doing things that you will enjoy because life's pretty short and it has kind of whizzed past me and it's making me more and more anxious as I get older and older. But think about, does it truly matter? Does it matter? On my deathbed, am I going to care about this? Chances are no. What do you not care about? I would love to hear your thoughts. My problem is the list is very, very comprehensive. I could think about this stuff all day, but I had to draw a line. Otherwise, we're going to be here for a year. But if this is a topic you find interesting and you want me to come back with a part two, let me know because I have more. I have lots more that I'd happily share. we end with a lighter segment and today I want to discuss things I do really badly (laughs) okay so I like to think I have talents there are some things that I'm good at I'm great at Mm, there's some things that I do that are okay and then there's shit that I just don't do well like terribly more so so let me just share a couple I can't draw I can barely draw a stick figure I remember in high school, my best friend spent hours with me trying to teach me how to draw a simple dolphin. And it was literally like one, two, three, four lines, something like that, right? I remember sitting there following her instructions to the letter and it's still looking like a pile of shit. She even coached me. She had her hand around my hand and was trying to mimic the movements of what I should be doing. Pile of crap. I can't draw to save my life. It is really, really bad. My handwriting is also terrible. It looks like scribble. And I would describe it as handwriting that a serial killer might have. Do not ask me to draw and you're really going to struggle with my handwriting. So for for the most part, I type everything because there's no way I'm going to write someone a note. You cannot understand my writing. Something else I do really bad is dancing or gymnastics or anything similar where I have to move my body in a methodical 
or rhythmic way. I will dance like your typical white girl jumping up and down, fist pumping. Really, that's it. That's all we know how to do. For those that don't know how to dance like me, that's it. It's jumping up and down, fist pumping. I also can't do handstands or somersaults. I might die if I try. I am unable to do anything like that. My body simply does not move that way. I tried twerking once, mind you, in the comfort of my own house, in front of a mirror with the door shut. I think I was the only one home anyway. I can't get my body to do that. There is something wrong with me. I feel like I've missed out on a lot of my life by not being able to dance, do gymnastics. Like if if I couldn't even cheerlead. <laughs> like the way they toss those girls up in the air, couldn't do it. Dead. I'd get thrown up, dead. Like it's just, it, it, it's not for me. I also am really bad at anything that involves considerable patience. <laughs> okay. So if I have to use my patience or work progressively at something that's creative, mind you, I will not be able to do it. I had to work on a book that I wrote um, and I was fine with that, right? Because it was academic and it was of a different nature. It's not creative. There are creative things that shit me. Puzzles? No. You will never catch me doing those massive ass puzzles that are like several thousand pieces. Negative. Won't do it. Paint by numbers um, or the the little ones with the like the gemstones that stick to stuff and it's like they're different colored as well and then it's almost like a gemstone by number. No, can't do that as well. Anything that requires me coming back multiple times, I won't do it. I hate working on creative things of that nature. I won't do them or I'll just forget about it. Or better yet, I'll try and destroy it. So I hate things that take time. I always try to rush because I'm like, I just want this over with. I just want this finished. And then they're ruined, like (laughs) completely destroyed. So no thank you. Um, I'd prefer to not do them uh, because I will ruin them. Uh, Yeah, so nothing creative that requires patience. Uh, And lastly, I'm really bad at doing my hair. (laughs) I'm okay at makeup. It's taken a long time of practice. But I literally can't do my hair. I wish I knew how to French braid because that would be the hairstyle I would wear most days. But I physically can't. I can do like a plait with a three strand plait, but that's it. That's as far as it goes. If I have to do any kind of cute, quirky styles, no, can't do it. So I'm bad at that too. So that's my little summary of four things that I do badly. There are many more, (laughs) but I'm going to draw the line at four today. Uh, what do you do badly? Is there something that a lot of people do that's normal and natural uh, and you're like struggle straight? If you do, <laughs> let me know. Well, that's a wrap. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode where I really discussed shit that just doesn't matter and why we need to stop worrying about some of this shit because there are more important things in life than a lot of the stuff that I spoke about today. Join me next time when I discuss my perspective on romantic relationships. 
this is a topic I have a lot of thoughts on. So it's probably going to be a bit of a lengthy episode, but hopefully it'll be an interesting one. In the meantime, let's hang out on social media. You can hit me up at Aesthetic Vibes Pod, drop me an email at Aesthetic Vibes Podcast at Outlook.com, visit my website, Aesthetic Vibes Podcast.com, drop by my TikTok where we do dumb shit at Dr. Ames Kelly. Uh, That's probably it, right? So until next time, bye.